Harrison. Hello. Yes, hello. Yeah, we, we are starting right now. Okay. Okay, yeah. so let me let me do the introduction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh hello guys and welcome to the the misunderstood football show with uh, me as usual is the moon man <laughs> and uh, silhouette uh here with you is the five-time coach of the kenya football team he won the kpl as as a goalkeeper as three player. times three times uh, won it as manager at his first attempt at his first attempt that's serious that's serious the creator mm-hmm. of the liberty academy mm-hmm. that's beautiful that's beautiful liberty academy produced players such as michael olunga olunga the engineer engineer doing mad things at the japanese league right now mm-hmm. the great ghost mule how are you sir uh very fine uh my uh, guys how are you we're this good, is, we're good. <laughs> this is an amazing honor to have you right now on the Misunderstood Football Podcast. I uh, don't even mention, I mean, you're most welcome anytime for you guys. Uh, thank you, thank you. Today we want to talk about tactics, really. We want to, to, take, a, to take us on philosophy. Because if we talk about your personal career, we'll spend yep. the whole day here. <laughs> you have such an amazing career, but let's focus on some tactics today. Yep. I see now that you're okay. coach of Kenya. Uh, how do you feel about the situation right now yeah. in comparison to your last time here? Well, uh, different situations, and uh, it's uh, it's been quite a while. Uh, however, uh, I feel that uh, I've come to the national yeah. team probably the the right with the right management. Uh, Helm, because uh, previously I've worked with different uh, managers at the yep. national team. Managers meaning the administration, the football federation. But now with uh, Nick Mwendo at the helm, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of uh, changes in terms of how the team is managed, uh, how the team uh, is uh, normally managed in terms of uh, accommodation, in terms of team preparation, in terms of apparel, of team kitting. I mean, we've gone to a level where we never used to be when I was coach. And uh, this is one of the reasons that I agreed maybe to take up the job. Yeah. So you find that uh, as a coach, your work is only to concentrate on the technical part. And uh, that was lacking previously. So we, we, we've we really come a long way. And I want to say Nick that under, under the new federation, under the... Uh, and Nick Mwendo's administration, I think a lot, a lot has happened that uh, never yeah, used to be. I, I and right now, the national team runs like a, a real national uh, team. He's one of my worst enemies right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Mohamed Atimi left his uh, soul rest in yeah, peace. Right. We just lost him. Yeah, we lost him uh, the other day. He was one of the federation presidents. Mm-hmm. I've worked under, actually, I've worked under five presidents of the federation. Uh, first time I worked with Maina Karaoke, who was uh, a manager at Coca-Cola mm. and he used to, like, run things well. That's when we qualified the last time. Then I worked at 
uh, under the chairmanship of Alfred Sambu. I worked with Mohamed Hatimi. I worked with under Sam Nyamoya, but as a technical director, now under Nick Manda. And I'll tell you uh, clearly, times have uh, really changed. And, how about, uh, with how the about new administration the, uh, of uh, Nick Manda, things are brightening like up. Onyiso, Onyiso Francis as your goalkeeper, Adam Shaban, Isa Kasim, defender, Jaffe Fawero, and John Baraza is strike, of course, but right now you have people like Clark O'Dwar, who's playing for Bansley, Victor Wanyama in the Canadian League, who's done wonders for us in Kenya at the English Premier League, Eriko, Eriko Uma, people like Ayub Timbe. How do you feel about the... The progression in the squad? Yeah. Well, it's a different crop of players. It's a different uh, mentality and a different generation. And uh, the different kind of hunger that you get, I mean, you feel. Because initially, all those players you've mentioned were local-based players. I mean, right now, we are bringing abroad-based players to come and play for the national team. It's a honor, of course, to have a lot of players playing abroad. However, also, it is challenging because when you play abroad, it depends. Are you playing in the top league? Are you one of the top players also in your club? There are many challenges. So we have a mixture of uh, different kind of players coming to the national team. But uh, I think the fact that you are playing outside the country should not be the only ticket that guarantees you a place mm -hmm. in the national team. I think there need to be a kind of assessment uh, on the road-based players and the local-based players. The only thing uh, last time uh, I wasn't able maybe to... Uh, engage a lot of local base players is because the yeah, league we'll stopped that, nine we'll months ago. We, we didn't yeah. play the league. The last time we played was in March. So, so um, I think uh, the next question yes. for you, mm -hmm. Mr. Mule, is uh, take us through how you choose the the squad for the national team. How do you come to the 23 players that you call up each and every uh, international break? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a process uh, because you look at the current form of a player. Uh, you look at uh, his experience, you look at uh, the positives that they brought into the team, you look at the previous game that uh, the Stars played, did the player feature, how did he play his last game. So there are many things that you look at before you name your final 23. But all in all, current form is one of the things that uh, uh, really uh, comes out. And then, of course, with consultation with your technical staff, you don't, you make the final call. However, with consultation with your technical staff, your assistant coaches, you sit back and you look at what is the plan, what game is coming up, and who are the personnel or who are the players that uh, you're going to yeah, involve. Yeah. So all and these factors, I, I want to ask them you into something about your tactics. I heard that you are a big fan of the 4 4 2. Those are just systems, you? and the system never win games. Uh, Systems are a way of looking at which players do you have, who can fit in what, in yeah. what system. So I'm not really yeah. a fan of one system. You change according to the opponent that you are playing because if yeah. you say that you are going to stick to one system, then uh, football is dynamic. Today, we meet an opponent who is playing a certain formation and maybe the way you want to counter that formation, you have to have players who are also dynamic to be able to change according to yeah. the coaches, so, uh, according to the that, opponent and the, I know according to the coaches. important than philosophy, for sure. I mean, philosophy is more important than tactics. Yeah, I mean, tactics you can learn yeah. in two, three days, but a philosophy is a conviction from the coach 
All right. I, I believe in uh, pressing and possession football. Okay. And uh, for me, if you can't possess the ball, then it's a very difficult uh, way of playing in the team because when you are, don't, you can't have control of the ball, how do you play? Football? You must be very. So happy technique is one thing that uh, we look at. I look at personally. We, I saw him in, in when we were in high school, playing for Kakamega High School, and he was an amazing possessor of the ball at left back. Yes. Uh, Eric Marcelo is one of the players that is doing uh, duty yeah. for the country. He's just come from injury. And uh, when we played him last also, he's, uh, like, uh, he, has, he had not fully recovered because uh, he's just come from... And uh, he's been given some welfare. And uh, I think he still has a great future ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing, Sam. And I want you to take us through your tasker, your first win as manager as tasker, because people in the Misunderstood Football Podcast want to become football future managers. Yeah, in future coaches. Future coaches, because our careers as footballers is <laughs> down the drain. <laughs> Well, it's a long time. I mean, uh, when I took over Tasca, I've been in Tasca uh, more or less through my career in football. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to be a coach at a very tender age. I mean, uh, when uh, actually I won my first trophy as a coach when I was in Form 3. I started coaching in Form 3. So How did you do that? Uh, yes, I mean, uh, a lot of people don't know this story. I, I won the now Coca-Cola Cup. Then it was called the Kadenge Cup. I won it as a player in Form 2, and uh, Yusuf Chipo was my coach. Then when I went to third form, I became the coach of the Form 1 and 2, and uh, that's when I won my first trophy as a coach. Coaching is something that I think is God-given for me. It's something that I love. It's amazing. That's amazing, sir, because, you know, when you tell some of your parents that I want to become a coach, man, they look at you in some kind of manner <laughs> to suggest something. Well, I like... think I, I think you are lucky, coach, uh, parents of today, at least they're dynamic. I mean, our time I was being beaten not to play football. But, uh, <laughs> here I am. Everything about me is football. So when I went to Tasca, I, I played as a goalkeeper. And then when I finished my career in Tasca, actually, I finished as a striker. So <laughs> and, How did you do that? Striker to goal, from goalkeeper to striker? <laughs> well, it's, uh, I, I think I was multi-talented. I mean, I, I used to go keep, then I decided to play in attack. Actually, in school, I was a striker. I played with the chairman of AFC Leopards, uh, Dan Shikanda, who were playing in the same school team in Ofafa Jericho. I saw a story about you and Peter Kenneth. Yeah, Peter Kenneth, he was a goalkeeper for uh, Starray Boys. I was a goalkeeper for Fafa Jericho when they hammered us 4-1. <laughs> and... Uh, People say that ghost are mekula mlungula. So in school, in school, nani ane zakuchotea do. Ni kome kula four one kama bana dileno. Ni kula four one bana lakini iyo siku starewa ni chaza mpira so tunakubani. Yeah, there are sometimes when people play unasema inye these people deserve it. These people deserve. It. No football, football is a dynamic game and that's why football is the most popular sport in the world because the unexpected happens. Mm -hmm. And... In football, who knew, for example, that uh, Brazil would lose seven to Germany in Brazil? I was actually in that World Cup in 2014. Oh, you watched it? So... I was in Brazil that time. So, I mean, it's, 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 football is something that you can never say that uh, somebody is like, you, you just comment on the day.
The Tasca story is very simple. I played for Tasca, uh, and then I started coaching, uh, going for a coaching course when I was still in Tasca. Actually, I was I started my coaching courses under the late James Younger, somebody that I respect so much, who was my coach at Tasca. So he gave me my first coaching certificate. Then after he left, then I, I coached under Paul Onyera, the great. I mean, Tasca has produced uh, some of the great players. So in 1999, I was given the full mantle to be the coach for Tasca. Wow. And uh, I remember in 2000, I won my first. In 1999, I won my first trophy. Yeah, was, Kenya. Uh, at the first season. The first, you know, that's something I don't think anyone ever in the history of football has ever done <laughs> winning your first title okay. in your first season in your first try. that's hey, that's that's beautiful. well we just we thank god also for for the many blessings that he has ushered into my life because uh alone i can do a lot of things but without god you can do very little so i thank god because it was a a big step and then after winning the league we went to rwanda in my first uh, continental tournament uh, that was uh, the club championship yeah and then we won that uh, trophy the first time i'm going to international duty then come back with the trophy at home wow then this the second year also we won the league with tasca you know i, I know you know i want to ask you how did you you know how did you do that as a manager you know people talk about sir alex ferguson they should be mentioning you in that conversation <laughs> You know, well, uh, that's something that's something extraordinary. You know, to beat such teams of high caliber continuously, it means that there's something you're doing right. Well, I think uh, one one of the things that has really helped my coaching career is that I've been groomed well, uh, more so in Tasca, because Tasca we had uh, players who high uh, high profile players, the late Molupi Makuto. Uh, the late uh, uh, Okech Bach was my captain. Then with people like Paul Onyera, we played with Akina Kwarula, Tom Odiambo. So Tasca had a culture, a culture whereby when you play the ball, uh, maybe you play a high ball in the air, they ask you why. Yeah. I mean, you have to put the ball on the ground. So I think growing in Tasca FC really prepared me to be a manager and uh, I, I wasn't actually the first 11 for Tasca, but as a reserve player I used to have that urge to actually urge people along and uh, I'll tell you a story mm-hmm. football yes, is a funny game because in 1989 I was still a, a player Tasca as a goalkeeper yeah. and Michael Koth, we signed him from Shabana yeah. their father to Divo Corrigi yeah so when he came to Tasca, I started coaching him. I wasn't even a coach then, but I started coaching him. I'm telling him, bro, you're meant for professional football. Mm. Within a year, Michael Koth left the country. He went to professional to play in Ghent. In and Belgium. How stupid, in Belgium. And how football stupid is, I became Michael Koth's coach in Arabe Stars. I called him to the national team when he went to qualify <laughs> for the <laughs> That's crazy. So, I mean, to cut the long story short, I mean, for Tasca, I think the grooming was good. I mean, having passed through the hands of people like Polo Nyera, Manupi Makuto, the late Boniface Oduo was my captain then. I was his assistant captain. 
So the grooming was good. I mean, when you have a good grooming, then it becomes easy to succeed at the top. And uh, I, I learned a lot as a bench player. And uh, my urge for coaching, my, my desire to coach was there a long time ago. Even to coach Arambe Stars, I dreamt about it when I was still in primary school, in a secondary school. I always say that one time I want to be the coach of Arambe Stars. As you know, as a person who's been in football for that long, yeah, how do you feel about the direction that Kenya is taking in football? You know, as your time as player or manager, did you did you used to get paid? You know, because sometimes oh. you know, as a player, you have to think about food because you need protein. You I, know, I'll tell you, food. it's a sad story of Kenyan football. A lot of players have died with debts that they are owed money by their different clubs and administrators. And uh, it is only getting better now that we have some kind of sponsorship in the Premier League and other clubs. But I'll tell you, I don't think Kenya will still have all our best players playing football because of the challenges that football brings. Football is a big game in the world. It's a, it's the richest game in the world. However, in Kenya, we are just evolving. So we have lost a lot of players through other industries, other competitors. I will tell you for free, Matatu Industries has a lot of good players who would love to play. But when you look at what do you take home after playing football, somebody decides to take a different career path. We have a lot of competition from, for football. I mean, some players maybe would have been in football if they saw football is a rewarding game. Today, I am happy because we have role models like Michael Olunga. We have Wanyama, Wanyama. as role models. But we need more yourself, role models. Yourself. You know, you have to consider. Thank you. Yourself, thank but... you for that. So <laughs> we need more role models so that uh, a lot of parents also can realize that football also is a career. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I have to, you know, sir, you have, the reason I respect you so much is sometimes the first time I watched football was because of the Kenya AFCON in 03 or 04 when you took us to the AFCON. Was being shown on KBC. Yeah, you know that's as as a as as myself personally as the Moon Man. I have to say that's my first moment watching football, watching you with the Afcon, you know, three or four calling legends like Dennis Oliech, you know, Wanga, you know. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that pushes someone forward, you know. The fact that having a role model, someone you can look up to to guide you so as your person yeah yes i didn't let i didn't get your last oh, i said about uh your being the legend of afcon you being one of the few managers to take us to afcon has brought me to you as you're my role model for you because personally i want to become a football manager in a few kenya to afcon as you did Wow, so, that's nice. I'm, I'm, I'm really honored. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I yeah, want to ask question. you about your Liberty Academy and guiding people towards greatness as you do. Well, Liberty Academy was uh, started in uh, 2008. Actually, it is a Rambestas problems that uh, bore Liberty Academy because we were stranded in Ghana at one time just before we qualified for 2004 Cup of Nations. And uh, I, when we were in Ghana, we had a friend who came to rescue Arambe Stars. May his soul rest in eternal peace. He was my partner. 
uh, Ibrahim Alhaji Slaitete. If you can Google that, yeah. that is uh, one of uh, the people that uh, actually uh, made me uh, make Liberty Sports Academy. We have Liberty in Ghana and then now Liberty in Kenya. And that time, uh, you used to fund Liberty. So B Liberty was born out of Arambe Stars problems. So he helped Arambe Stars stay in Ghana. That time we were stranded before we go to play Togo. And uh, he died, unfortunately, in 2011. And uh, if you Google slide, it is the man behind Ghana's greatness in uh, world football because he was there uh, kind of the yeah. mentor and, uh, 2009 actually i was in france i was attached to state rain where samoa Gian yeah yeah i heard state that Rennes. about you being a very good friend of a samoa Gian. i was actually in uh, rain when he was there he used to actually cook for us <laughs> dinner with the legs yeah <laughs> Ghanaian uh, food, jollof rice, and we used to play. Actually, uh, we used to play bowling in the evening. We used to play bowling. That was as and Samuel. Uh, he was called Samuel something. He was the captain for Cameroon in uh, 2010 World Cup, and uh, that was just before the 2010 World Cup. So that is how Liberty came into being. But we lost a large slight in 2011. He actually died playing football, cardiac arrest on the pitch in Ghana. And then after that, I took the mantle. May God rest his soul in a turtle piece. So I've been the director for Liberty since uh, his demise. And uh, our work is only simple, to nurture players, to give them a platform to be able to uh, maybe showcase their talent. If you're good enough, we have some players who are passed through Liberty playing for the local leagues. All right. Uh, we have some players also who have gone to yeah. different places. Charles right Bruno. now, um, my coach, Charles Bruno, was in Liberty. Uh, we have a, a chaser who passed through uh, Bru uh, yeah. Liberty. We have Major is playing for Bandari today. He passed through Liberty. <laughs> uh, we have a couple of players. Even my, my, I, I, I remember in 2005, I took Mariga to Liberty wow. in Ghana. McLeod Mariga, that is where he started his European journey. So Liberty and, uh, of course, our biggest player that we've ever produced yeah, is Michael Olunga. We are very proud of what he's doing at the moment. So that is the work of Liberty to nurture players and if there is an opening, to make them go and play uh, in uh, paid leagues yeah. abroad. How, how do you think that we can facilitate more of our footballers playing abroad? How do you think we can facilitate that? It's difficult to facilitate them, the ones who are playing ab abroad, because they need to work hard in the clubs mm -hmm. that they are in. The only thing that we need to do is to nurture more talents uh, from home. And uh, the, 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 the equation has changed. Today, if you need to go to Europe, I mean, you need to be around 14, 15, 16. Mm -hmm. The minute you are hitting 17, 18, it's too late. And uh, this is what uh, a lot of people don't understand. I mean, I have a lot of players who come to the academy. They tell me, oh, coach, I'm young, I'm 20. By 20, you should be playing in the Arambe Stars. That is the, the, the reality on the ground right now in football. So we have to start nurturing our players at a very tender age. That's so true. That's so true. You have to get parents taking their children places to train. You know, that's why that's, that, that thing you're doing with Liberty Academy is, is really good. Yeah, now, Liberty, Liberty, we have a, a lot of category of players. Yeah. We have under five. 
we have an under nine, we have an under 14, and then we have under 17. Actually, that is the age group that I'm really concentrating on. The senior team is under 20 or just a little bit over 20. We're in Division 1, playing in the FKF mm. Division 1 league. But uh, my main concentration is the kids who are 12 years, 13, 14, because that is where yeah, talent is true. nurtured. That's true. There is something, you know, before I forget, before I forget, there is something my yeah. father told me to tell you. My father is a big Ingwe fan. <laughs> so he, oh. wants, he wants me to tell you that. He's very mad at you for dethroning them. In your first season, he was very angry at that time. You be Oh yeah, the last the last time they won the league. Yeah, you know, you were the one who made them lose ever since. Uh, I've never thought about it, but uh, please tell your father I apologize as I celebrate. <laughs> I never knew that fact, but I apologize. But uh, that's the nature of the game, man. That's the nature of the game. One <laughs> Yeah, the next, the next, you know, you know, that's the direction. <laughs> yes, football. There is always uh, some are celebrating tears <laughs> of joy, others are crying tears of sorrow. That's the way the game. That's is. the direction Manchester United is taking. But <laughs> let's not talk about that. Yeah, I know they are now going to the. They are going to play on Thursdays, right? Yeah, let's not talk about that. But I won't talk about your stint as the coach of Super Strikers. <laughs> well that story i saw it they really i i i wish i knew about <laughs> my life then because the strikers was there i i wish i knew what i was worth because everybody said this is yeah, you this is what but i never got a dime of it but i am happy that uh, they were able maybe to I uh, have my image there, look like it's a cost, it's me. But uh, all in all, I was never involved in that. I used to read and I used to uh, hear people talk about it, but it's a good thing. However, if it came up today, maybe I would be a millionaire. <laughs> for sure, yeah, for sure, because every weekend, you know, I had to buy Ghost Moulet's yeah. comic book. I had to see Ghost Moulet. Every, every end of the month. I, I, used to the I know, I know, I know. They made lots of money, but I made nothing. But yeah, money is yeah. not everything in life, so long as I yeah, because positively, because of I that, am happy. Because of things like that, they've made me want to become a great manager. And you know me and my friend mm -hmm. here, Bob Bradley, a.k.a. Renee, want to become future managers yeah. and that's what we're going to become because of you sir no work hard uh, i don't tell you that there are no secrets but if you love the game and you put your everything into it there is no doubt that um, and how, how, how do you think that someone can get themselves into that situation as yourself do you think that you have to become a player to get into the game of football as a, no. as a kenyan or do you think that okay. You can get straight into coaching. Well, there are yeah. two extremes. One, if you have been a former footballer, it's advantageous to you because you can be able to demonstrate as a coach. You can be able to show people what to do. However, uh, one of the guys that uh, never played football at top level is uh, Jose Mourinho, but yeah. he's a top manager. So, you can see two extremes, okay? Zinedine Zidane has done really well for yeah. Real Madrid. 
is a former player, is a former star, great. So it depends, actually. There is no rule book that says you have to be a former footballer to be able to be a coach, no. Uh, some people have broken that, and uh, they are, and, and you don't have to be a top player to be a top manager, no. Sometimes you find players who never even made it in their first 11 for their teams, like myself, are able to manage mm -hmm. at the top level. So it depends on your passion, your interest, and... Uh, how hard do you uh, how hard you work mm -hmm. in your work um and uh, one of the topics we really wanted to focus on today was how covid impacted kenyan football especially not just even football around the world just how did it affect the situation in kenya i'll tell you uh, covid should be able to get out of the world very soon because it has messed a lot the whole world but football has suffered the most i think in the whole world in kenya because first of all in march players have stayed nine months without touching a ball i'm happy that the ministry of uh, of sports has uh, okayed the fkf premier league to start now mm -hmm. we're in week two but you can imagine nine months not playing football that's a, a a, a woman getting pregnant and giving birth. I mean, it's not easy. For nine months, you've never played competitive football. And even right now, we don't get the real guidelines on what to happen. It has not really commenced fully because we have the stadiums, we have the guidelines, and fans are not really allowed. I know it's a process. However, I think uh, this COVID has really affected our football. I was more than delighted to witness the opening of the league. At least the local players now are able to play and we can be able to monitor them for maybe the national yeah, I saw that was one of your your arguments, you know. But that's true, that's true, sir. As we went into the Comoros game, I knew that most of our players hadn't played. You know, you can't... There's something called match fitness. The first time I played football was yesterday in those since COVID and I played really badly because you can't tell me that someone who's played football for the first time in seven months can play well. You know, it's you have to you have to think about it. It can never be the same. Yeah, it, can't it can be never the be the same. So I, uh, you know, sometimes people go very deep into arguing or just complaining about some things that are happening without thinking about. The current situations because i saw a team like comoros you know comoros in comoros they are behaving like tanzania with the covid thing they aren't taking it as deep but in kenya a lot of restrictions are being made on players like currently i haven't been going to the gym because of that most players aren't being able to do that but in countries like tanzania or comoros they can do that you know well, I think uh, for Comoro case is a very different, uh, difficult case because when you look at the Comoro uh, players, none of them plays at home. All of those players are playing abroad. They've been playing in leagues yeah. week in, week out with this COVID-19 because they've been able to control it in abroad, play without fans, yeah. they've taken measures. So they were a little yeah. bit advantaged in the sense that their players... You can tell that.
you can see there in what we call optimization level and it's a, it's a it's a tough team i mean it's not that we lost to a boogie team no it's yeah. a it's, a, it's yeah. a very good team we respect them and uh yeah. who knows i mean they might be able to qualify for the first time ever for the cup of nations i want to i, I don't i don't know how it will seem but i want to defend you a lot sir because i look we're going before you were even appointed with nick Mwendwa, i saw as they were putting out uh, Kimanzi, they knew bringing you in is like as a hero because the direction the team was taking was really downward. Before you, before you, as the Kimanzi was in, the situation wasn't going forward. So they brought you as a hero. And when they announced you, I knew that Kenya is going in a good direction. But I see the players and how the football is being currently taken in Kenya. You know, like right now, there's no way you can watch the Kenyan Premier League. That's that's tough because as fans, how how else? You know, someone in let's say Meru or Mombasa can't go to Kakamega to watch Kakamega Homeboys, and they need a television because that's what's there right now. Yeah, exactly. They need TV or something or radio, but that's not currently being provided. Well, well, at the moment, I would uh, say that we are happy because uh, all the KPL, some, uh, uh, most of the KPL games are being televised live on TV. It's right. a good thing. Which channel? Uh, well, we have uh, Switch TV, we have KBC, they are airing that, they are talking to maybe other uh, TV channels to be able to show, but the KPL is, uh, the FKF KPL is being shown live on Switch TV, so it's there, it's on Facebook, you can watch games live, mm -hmm. so there is no excuse any longer of saying that uh, you don't know, or you can't watch uh, FKF KPL. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing, sir, because... Some people play. Some people play. Pay over ten thousand for DSTV, and they can't watch the Kenyan Premier League. That's sad. They need to no, know. It's, it's not right now, so there's no excuse. And you can also stream live. I mean, you can watch the games live. There's an app that you can watch all the FKFKPL games live. Oh yeah, that, that's something that's really important for the fans. You know, if you can't follow your players. There's nothing you're doing as a football fan. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a TV show I was watching the other day. It's called Masamir Classics. <laughs> they are talking about a football a football coach as yourself. Mm. Having to call the fans by their own phone number, you know? <laughs> to come having to, to call, stadium. yeah, to come to the stadium. But it's a sad I, direction in Kenyan football. <laughs> I was thinking that that's, that's very funny. Like having... Well, no situation is permanent. I think uh, all that is going to change with time. And uh, we pray to God that uh, at least a vaccine has been found out, uh, has been found. So I think uh, we are going to control things uh, as we go forward. Otherwise, I want to thank you guys. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, before I forget, sir, before I forget. Yeah, uh, I wanted to tell you. You know, as a manager, you have to some you have to have someone who you are looking up to. So I want to ask you who who is one of the managers in world football who you've been looking up to as Ghost Mule as the great <laughs> as the great well, Ghost Mule. Who is someone who has inspired you? Well, I think uh, I have three managers to date. 
Yeah. Uh, first of all, I start with uh, Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex, when he was Thank in you. Manchester Thank United. You very much. <laughs> I also admired Asen Wenger with this kind of philosophy. And uh, I was privileged as a Rambe Stars coach to have uh, lunch with Asen Wenger in wow. 2002 when Rambe Stars went to England. So we had lunch and we talked a lot with the boss. Uh, they used to know him as the boss in Highbury. And then, of course... <laughs> Yo, you want to say you're an Arsenal fan? Oh, let me not talk about that. No, no, no. I'm not a fan of Arsenal in any way. But <laughs> at least I was privileged to have lunch with the boss. I mean, it's a, it's a big honor to have lunch yeah. with Arsenal Wenger. Of course, of course. Of At that course. time, I remember Robert, Roberto Perez was doing recuperation in the, in the, in the, in the, in the stadium. So I, I happened to know <laughs> a lot graphic. of things about And yeah. then, of course, of late... Jose Mourinho is one person that I highly also respect. Yeah, the greatest, the greatest in my eyes. <laughs> the greatest. So it's been nice having you guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. You know, it's been a really, it's been a real good honor to have you on. And, in a journey. You know, anytime. Uh, I just you, want to take this opportunity to wish you guys uh, to uh, hope that you're going to achieve your dream yeah. of becoming managers. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. dreaming, yeah, but you, you know, need to work and have the passion to succeed okay okay i have asked you too many questions but i want to ask you the last last one <laughs> the last mm. last one how can we make it as football managers in kenya we we want of course, course it's of course i want to become chelsea manager but before there i have to become gormahia or afc leopard well we have a system <laughs> we have a system with the fkf whereby you start with your coaching licenses uh, we have the basic license where you start learning. Then we come to CAF uh, D, we come to CAF C, we come to CAF B, we come to CAF A, and then Pro. So those are the channels that you guys you start with. So I would uh, request you to link up with the FKF uh, offices at Nyayo Stadium. You go to Kandanda House, you are going to be told everything. The secretariat is working. Then you can start getting your licenses or your uh, your courses start getting your uh, coaching licenses uh, maybe start with basic as i told you from basic you go to d c b a and pro license it's the only way there is no any other way yeah oh wow a quote on twitter that's going around that auto dictatism which is teaching yourself things plus will to learn is more important than school you know People think that just going to school is important, but the the having a mentor and your willingness to learn mm -hmm. is really more important than just going to university to do something, paying a lot of money. Thank you, Arison. Thank you, your colleague. And uh, it's been a nice evening having you guys. Yeah, thank you, Gus.